Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma, and I'm so excited to be with you today. I was laying in bed like really early this morning, and I it came to me <laughs> what to talk about today and it's emotional intelligence emotional intelligence and this to me is far more important than head intelligence emotional intelligence is your ability to recognize arrest and um decide the emotion you will have in this moment we can also honor emotions but that is also making a decision you know like if we are feeling overwhelmed with sadness we can choose sadness or we can choose else. And we have to recognize that a lot of the time our emotions are being hijacked. I do not like having my emotions hijacked. They're hijacked often by external forces that we have a choice in. Like I have a choice whether or not to watch a film with zombies in it or not. And I know this doesn't feel good to me. So this is bringing up emotions that I do not appreciate being brought up out of context. Now, out of context for me is that it is not in um, the flow of my own experience. It's someone else's story of experience, right? Some director, producer, film writer, script writer wrote um, the movie and they're dragging you through um, a series of emotions like a roller coaster ride. Well, that's not fun for me, so I choose not to participate. But there's other ways we can choose not to participate. If we have a family member who um, comes into the room where we're at and they're in a funk, we don't have to join them in that funk, even though they're oozing it everywhere. When my daughter was little, she used to sometimes get in these um, moods, and you know we all have moods. It was important for me that Phoenix learn how to... Uh, be responsible for her moods rather than ooze them into the world on other people and think that that was acceptable. So I taught her how to honor her emotions and her feelings, uh, but not make them another person's problem. So if she wanted to cry, then I fully supported her crying in her room (laughs) or in a personal space that was not, um, like drawing in or yeah, creating drama for other people. So she would do that. And then if there was a aspect of what she was going through that she wanted to discuss or, or share, then she would do that outside of that crying. So Bella had developed techniques for processing uh, her emotions in the time slots that she wanted. And one of her techniques so she could talk with me and not be overwhelmed was to breathe and drink a glass of water. And those were the two things she did to help reconnect her to her body uh, so that she could be present for a conversation. But she fully gets and honors and she knows that I do. I will cry too that we 
have to keep the doors open for releasing through crying and yawning and screaming and uh, throwing up and going to the bathroom and all these things that release toxins and toxic energies from our bodies. So emotional intelligence is our ability to own the frequency of the emotions that we're having. So we're having the emotional frequencies, whether we are intentional about the emotion or not. So it's truly up to us to be responsible for the emotion. We can choose love in every situation. And choosing love does not mean rolling over and um, being beat up or uh, being the victim It doesn't mean any of that. It actually means removing yourself from a situation that involves a victim victim and an attacker. So you play no role anymore. In a 3D world, we're told you're either the victimizer or you're the attacker. And the way we justify being the attacker is by saying we were victimized. So it's this cycle and it isn't healthy. It's not a healthy cycle. So how do you remove yourself from that cycle? You choose love, and this is emotional intelligence. We choose the um, we choose the emotion that we want, and maybe I choose joy. I have this lovely moment where I was with uh, Phoenix when she was about three or four years old, and every night when we would say good night and we'd say, um, you know, what we were grateful for, and a, like a, a little prayer of sorts. Um, we would set, we would do um a med- like a meditation a frequency meditation where we would expand our heart energy and we'd make this big bubble around her room and that big love bubble would keep her safe and it would transmute all the energies coming into her experience through the night so that they were a match for that loving frequency and a lot of times we would sprinkle uh choice um, energies into this love bubble. And, uh, that one night I said, well, what do you want to put, what emotion do you want to put in your, uh, love frequency tonight? And she said, mommy, is it okay if it's a little scared and a little excited? And it's because at four years old, she understood the frequency of anticipation She didn't know how to express it other than to say it was a little scary and a little excited. And that is emotional intelligence. That is an emotional equation. Fear, a little scared plus a little excitement equals anticipation. So she wrote her equation, her emotional equation for the emotion she wanted. And I told her, of course, it was fine because she wanted the thrill of not knowing what was coming, but being okay with that. She wanted that excitement of not knowing. And I I totally get it. I mean, oh, it gives me goosebumps right now to think about it. But isn't that what is so much fun? These beings that we are, they want something new all the time. It's the new that stimulates So this is why people do more and more drugs or do more different drugs because they're looking for that next something. But what if the next something was your next co-creative moment with God Source Energy? What if that was your next high? Wouldn't that be amazing? Like I 
I love that. I just got a new tool for my art class. I was inspired to look it up and I was ready. You know, when I heard the inspiration, the inspired action, when it came to me, I was ready to jump on it. And I looked up this tool and I found it and I couldn't believe I found it. It had been over 20 years since I had, you know, held one. And even then I didn't know what it was called. And so I ordered it for my art students and I'm really excited because my thing is if I'm expanding, so is everything about me. And that includes my teaching, what I offer my students. You know, I want to offer, I want to offer things that excite them and what's going to excite them isn't necessarily what they've been doing. It, It sometimes means changing gears and going from acrylic painting to wood burning and then from wood burning to clay and from clay to carving right so I'm so excited I'm just so excited this to me is is the thrill of um this experience you know and we could write our own books I told you about the book God Got a Dog and it's full of poems of experiences of God experiencing earth you know through us what if you wrote your own God book? What if you wrote God experiencing Gemma teaching? You know, what is, what does it feel like when Gemma teaches? What does it feel like to be a student in Gemma's class? You know, this is my life I'm talking about. You obviously would do your own life. What does it feel like to be Gemma's dog? What does it feel like to be Gemma, you know, um, who has a dog? Uh, what does it feel like to uh, be God in Ursula's house? What does it feel like to be God on uh, Route 516 in New Jersey? (laughs) What does it feel like to be God in a Prius? It's a funny one. What does it feel like to be God on a boat? What does God feel like on a boat? You know, like these are all things. And this is why we're here. We're here to be the experience for God to know this, to know this, to know this feeling of the unknown, to know the feeling of discovery and anticipation, excitement, sadness, even all of the emotions, you know, you know, my experiencing my mom's death, God came and through myself and my siblings and my dad and my mom's friends, God experienced the death of Sandy Watchin, you know? Uh, so, and because God had all of us to experience it through, he got to have that many different experiences. I mean, that's just amazing. You know, um, so we all get to be God. You know, in Jersey, you can't pump your own gas. And so when I was in Virginia and I was pumping my own gas, it was like a novel experience. And I got to be God pumping gas. You know, uh, in Jersey, I'm God being served, you know, at the gas station. I'm being serviced at the gas station. But in Virginia, I am doing the serving at the gas station. How cool. Like, how absolutely amazing. Ah, so these are the things, you know, we get to do. Uh, and again, it's like when we are able to be in the driver's seat of our emotions and our emotional intelligence, we recognize the intelligence of emotion and how it serves us. We will be more on point owning that 
that ability. That is our superhero power, actually. Our choice of love or anger or fear is our superhero power. It's bigger and better than any intelligence. Because when we choose love frequency, we directly align ourselves with God's source energy to co-create. And if you are not in that alignment, then you have to rely solely on the being that you are solely without inspired action, without inspiration, without intuition. All of those things are hookups because of our God source energy connection. Without God source energy connection, you don't have access to those. So then it's whatever information you were able to put in that noggin of yours. That's it. That's all you've got. Plus your muscles on your body and a smidge of common sense. <laughs> this so it's far better, I find, to be in that relationship with God's source energy, to be able to tap the world knowledge on everything you will ever need. That's how I do everything, including my computers, including my art, including my relationships. I hone into my relationship with God, with this infinite energy source, with the oneness. By hooking into the oneness, I can understand better the conversation I'm having with this other person. I can tune into that person and feel where they are missing the boat in my own, uh, you know, my own uh, sharing. I can tell where they're missing so I can make adjustments. I can feel where they're in pain so that I'm not going and treading over their pain and causing them more discomfort. It is my ability to tap into oneness, which is through unconditional love, which means loving myself. So that's a chain of events you want to be in responsibility for. You want to be responsible for. So this was a lot. I am going to let you just stew on all of that. Take notes, enjoy the day, and um, and spread spread some love. All right, have a great one. Bye now. Mwah. Thank you for joining us on that happiness show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafasset.com or four zero one six nine nine six one four two. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.